1: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen DuPlessis. I am delighted that you have taken time out of your busy day to listen into this podcast. And if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Welcome to our community. And if you've been listening for a really long time, thanks for continuing to listen. Thank you so much for all of your feedback. It means so much to me. And on today's episode, we have Taylor Ellard. She is a National Business Development Officer with... Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. There's a lot of words there. I know. (laughs) Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. And what she does is that she helps uh, with the marketing and social media for loan officers so they can make that connection with realtors and with their builders and create those deeper, stronger relationships. And that's what she's really all about. And so we're going to learn from her today. Uh, about how she does that and how she can be that secondary person, that person who has the voice of the loan officer as she's speaking uh, to them both on social media and perhaps in other ways that we'll find out here shortly. Mm-hmm. And she has just launched her own podcast called Lending Forward. Um, and I love the little tagline on, on the end that you had said this is just how are you lending forward instead of how are you giving it forward, you know, because we hear that all the time. So Um, so you want to listen to her podcast as well. So we'll have links for all of that, but welcome to the show, Taylor. We're happy to have you.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: I'm so excited. Yeah, I am too. I'm really excited to have this, um, this interview. I actually have a, a, maybe Six or seven, six, five, six, seven years ago, I interviewed a business development officer for a company. I love this girl. Um, I've been in touch with her ever since. She's just one of my dear, dear, dear friends. And it has been a really long time since I have interviewed a business development officer and or development manager, BD, right? BD. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I find that, uh, a lot of loan officers are apprehensive. So we're just going to start with this. A lot of loan officers, um, and realtors for that matter are apprehensive about having someone else, uh, go out, whether physically or digitally and be their voice, Mm -hmm. right. And be their voice and say, well, if you're talking to them, they're going to like you and not me. (laughs) I know. So let's talk about that. Let's see if we can't dispel some of the myths associated with your type of a role.
2: Sure. I mean, I I understand that people feel that way. I think it's so important that you can even have that opportunity from a support standpoint so that you can focus on bringing in the business as well, but still having that tailor-made journey that you create. So if you've got someone out there trying to bring in the business, you know, whether it, it's your sphere, right? You've right. pretty much established something. They're helping you get your name out there. The, it just needs to shift the narrative like, hey, we're here to support you to bring in new business so that you can do what you do best as a loan officer. And I think that's really just the mind shift that just needs to change. If they're out there, but again, it's not every mortgage company has the opportunity to have those people there to try and drive traffic to you.
1: Yeah. So are you, um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And, and like you said, it is a mind shift. It's a mindset. And one of the things that I say a lot in, in, you know, businesses that mechanics or mindset plus mechanics equals momentum. Mm-hmm. You can't just have the mechanics and just be a technician in this industry. You know, Oh, I'm really good at sales, which we hope everyone is because nowadays you have to be excellent at it. Uh, really good at sales you know, really good at understanding guidelines. I know how to run numbers. Hopefully you do. Hopefully it's not just all digital, right? You're really good mechanically, but this mindset is what holds people back from really creating the momentum, whether it's the chip on the shoulder that they built it, they need me, they want me, or not hiring an assistant, seeing the lead indicators, right? And key performance indicators to let you know you need an assistant and that's what's holding you back. And, you know, and this is really where you know, I start getting all excited because I'm all about scaling, right? right? Really scaling high. So what do you think? So let tell us a little bit about your specific role, because I know you're the national business developer, uh, development officer for, for your company, but tell us what you do as opposed to what I think some people are thinking is, oh, you're a business development officer for a loan officer. Mm-hmm. So tell us how that is different.
2: Absolutely. So we've got a national team here at Atlantic Bay, and then we've also got more of a localized. So you've got your business development managers, and those are really the boots on the ground folks. So those are the ones going, helping you with your Popeyes, helping you to have events and scale your events. Cause we know that's so important, but I yeah. do want to just Put, put this in a lot of times loan officers aren't that bubbly personality or out there willing to just socialize. Some people are very introverted and still mm-hmm. super successful. So yeah. having that on your team is so, so important to your business, but to speak from a national level, you know, doing things like the podcast, um, I'm also coaching mortgage bankers. So we've got internal coaches here at Atlantic Bay that can talk about in the business and then external facing. So I am more branding and uh, coming out there with event outreach and prospecting, how to leverage some of our tools that we've got. Um, It's Every every mortgage company is different with their tech stacks, but making sure you've got someone in there to really make you hone in on certain events and what you could do, different steps that you can take. Um, I'm always encouraging mortgage bankers and business development managers to look at every coffee, every lunch, every drinks, any appointment as a true event? What does your post during and pre event strategy look like? Mm -hmm. How are you really maximizing on every single conversation that you're having? So what are you bringing to those events from you've got all of our tech stack? What are you, what are you doing? How are you really leveraging it? So I take everything from a the company standpoint and it, how does that trickle down to a minuscule coffee? What, what should you be doing every single day to really maximize your time? You know, you hear, I'm sure, a lot about time blocking and how important it is, but do they know the right time blocking? Are they strategizing on their time blocking? Because if I'm going to tell you to do videos on Tuesdays at 10 and your world's on fire Tuesdays at 10, we need to reevaluate your time blocking. So it really is maximizing every day to its fullest fullest extent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. A priority management is what I call it. Um, <laughs> right, That's a little prettier way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, it is, but, and there's time blocking inside of priority management. I think, you know, when people time block, so I'm going to talk to that for just a second, when people time block, you know uh, they, they put these blocks in there and then, and then when the fires come, you know um, and we call it loan threatening versus life threatening, right? So mm-hmm. if it's loan threatening, you, you can move it. But you can't erase it. So we always say, replace it, don't erase it. Don't just say, no, I'm not going to do my videos. And then five years go by and you've never done videos. <laughs> so There's there, there people it. out there. Right. I know. Don't erase it, replace it. If that fire is there, but that fire has to be a loan threatening fire. It can't be, it has to be life threatening. It can't be just, oh, I'll do it because I don't want to do videos. Um, you know, and I think that that's really important too. Uh, so yeah, I think that's really good that you're talking about um, time blocking is helping them inside of the company. It's funny that my last position before I retired out of lending was a regional manager for a regional mortgage banking company. And I was their, their coach, right? That's what I did is I coached all the people in there. Um and so what I hear you saying is that you're you guys are taking a more strategic approach, uh, you know, inside of your company. But what I want to know is what does the Boots on the Ground person, what is what is it that they're doing for um the mortgage bankers when they're out galley vatting and talking to real estate agents? Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Oh, sure. So we meet. Um, as a team, all of the BDMs, we call them BDMs, um, Mm -hmm. we meet every month and we go over what's working. So not only are we swapping secrets from different pieces of the footprint, but we're also really kind of honing in on, okay, if that worked for you, it might work for someone else. So Mm -hmm. um, really, it's, it's all about events, right? Events are back
1: and they're back in full swing. Guess what I'm writing down. I'm writing down. Let's talk about events, (laughs) but you keep talking about it. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. No.
2: So really creating those events and being as creative as we possibly can. So we work very, very hand in hand with our marketing team. And that's just because we need to know what's available at any given time. So I mean, I think gone are the days of like printing off, you know, national cookie day and national this, what is going to bring your agents and your builders more value. So we work together to really get to know, we will come with, you know, presentations to meet with builders uh, or agents. And we, we leverage certain things like that tech stack that we've got, you know, if we've got an MBS highway, what are you doing to this? What are you bringing from that? So it's all really empowering the mortgage banker to feel like they have everything they need to get this deal, to win this agent over, um, from an ASA perspective to some of the different, um, opportunities we have within employers, you know, you go to an employer and it could be anybody in your sphere of influence and say, Hey, how do you, how are you pouring into your people? Are you giving them the opportunity to work with a lender like us? So, you know, it's just a bunch of different, unique ways that the company, we're a company that's over a thousand employees, 350 of them are mortgage bankers. So we at any given time should know what we've got in our wheelhouse to be able to help the mortgage banker and the agents have a streamlined process that's efficient.
1: Efficient and effective both right? right efficient and effective i think that's the key is um efficiency is one thing but if it's not really making an, an effect with the clients and your partners you know um right. so there's a couple of questions i have about this you know one of the the um and you may or may not know this because you're behind the scenes right now and i know you're heading out into the street right right um, a lot of the things that you're talking about uh you know i implemented in my business several, you know years and years ago but uh, one of the things that i that I say, and everyone who's listening, I apologize for saying this again, but there's such a tendency, and this is for realtors when they're making sales calls. It's for loan officers. It really is for any business owner or entrepreneur. The tendency is to show up and throw up. Mm. We've got lots of tools. We've got a tech stack, we've got presentations. We've got a backing of our marketing department. We've got some you know things in our back pocket that are hidden, you know, that we do special uh, for people. But we show up and we throw up when we're having a a conversation and the tendency is to leave a meeting and do a virtual, a virtual or, you know, metaphorical high five to ourselves and say, yes, that meeting went great. Right. And then crickets, Mm -hmm. nothing happens in the relationship. We know that that's a follow through issue, which we can talk about if you want, because I have a big proprietary follow through system, but But it's also what happens in the conversation. So how are you uh, educating your loan officers? Because what you have a BD going in and they're being taught how to have a conversation with a realtor. Let's call it conversation ABC. Mm -hmm. Then the loan officer comes in and the realtor is expecting ABC and they get QSB. Right. (laughs) Right. So tell us how you how you help them understand that there's a a methodology to the to the conversation and maybe just a high level on, on how that conversation might look like.
2: Sure. So I think I mean, it's really about transparency and communication between the BDMs and the mortgage bankers there should be, I mean, we, we preach scripting. We think scripting is so important, but we all kind of have the same culture here at Atlantic Bay. Like there's everyone kind of knows, okay, I'm here. I'm, you know, you can throw the ball to me and you know, I'm going to catch that ball. And so I think having that conversation and making sure that, okay, if this BDM isn't really for you, let's figure out why, and then let's see who you can lean into. So whether that's me from a national scale, um, it's just really knowing what, the expectation is and having that transparency so that we're all working towards that same we want we want we want loans we want to be able to have these relationships and make things go smooth and make sure everyone's happy Um, and I think that's probably what sets us apart at least from a having that communication and knowing the expectation because we're all just kind of ingrained to do so
1: yeah. I love that. You and I were talking in the green room about disc profiling, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking about the fact that you had just taken your disc profile and, you know, I'm a heavy, heavy disc profile uh, person. I, I love disc profiling. Are you matching your loan officers with your BDs from a disc perspective, or are you matching them from a personality, just a straight up personality perspective? I mean, it
2: really is kind of who's there in your local market, but the folks that we've, we've given it to everyone and we are able to analyze it internally. And that has been so amazing to see like, Oh wow, that person does handle stress that way. Or here's how I need to be talking to that person. And by the way, mortgage bankers should give it to their agents and agents oh, should give it yes, to their buyers and buyers need to. So <laughs> it's like, how do you talk to all of these people? Everybody's yeah. personality is different, but you know, I think the one thing is we've got BDMs in each of our different branches and having that support, you know, if, if they can't answer the question or need some, we could just phone a friend. So we're, we're so local and humble in that approach that it's unique from a, a round Robin. Like, I don't know how to answer that question or you're yeah. not going to hear the, an answer for weeks yeah. because no one's here to, you know? So it's just, if, if not this,
1: then that, and we can all prescribe something that we know will work. Yeah. um, The reason I'm asking the question is, you know, you've got a pool of BDMs and those that are listening might be saying, okay, maybe I, maybe, huh, I never thought about hiring a business development officer. Maybe what I need to do is consider hiring one, but who do I hire? Because most of the time what people want to do is they want to hire themselves, right? Right. Everyone walks around saying, I need a mini me. I need a mini me. And you do to a certain point, but no, you don't. That's if you had the mini you, then all of you would be doing the same thing that you're doing right now. Right? Exactly. And so there has to be a nice, you know, mish mishmash between that. Um, yeah. And that's something we don't have to go into today because I, I mean, I'm really, I just love doing all that stuff. Well, but- I mean, you need, everyone needs an I, right? It's all relationship driven. So yeah.
2: if, if the hypothetically speaking, a BDM should be an I or at least somebody, and it could be a yin yang approach, just like, with, you know. With your assistance, you know, you've got someone who really pulls the business in really well and then executes during the loan file, you know, like,
1: and, and it's just, and so Oh yeah, they, can't be, like yeah, they right. can't be an I. Yeah, they can't be an I. Right. Well, I was going to say really the, I think the best, the best person is someone who's an S with an I or an S with a D because um, they like people or they're driven. Right. And the thing about the S is that they're the chameleon. They can be an I when they need to be, they can be a D, they can be a C when they need to be, because they're so, they love serving people. They're altruists and they're going to take care of you. And so if there's an S in there, I think that's one of the best people you can have on your team. The backup, is totally different based on, you know, what their needs are. Let's talk about um, events. I'm a, an event junkie. That's all I ever did was events, events, events that led me into what I do now. Um, so I was doing seminars two, three times a week. I was speaking all over the place. I was doing presentations. Uh, you know, I'm encouraging my coaching students now <laughs> and have been for the last couple of years doing webinars. They're like, oh, but it, but it's COVID. And I would do webinars. I don't understand it. Uh, right. So right. tell tell us a little bit about your definition of events because you've used the word a couple times, um, and I know that you you feel that just having a you know one to one meeting is an event. But tell us a little bit about what you really mean by that and what you're seeing right now in the market um, related to your definition of events. Mm. Good question. So you know I think anything as
2: small as a coffee to as big as a workshop is an event, you know, and I think that way because of the checklist that I've put in place for each of them. So I, it's applicable to any event. So a coffee, a lunch, whatever it is. And you think like, okay. And remember I'm thinking from a branding and social and digital strategy. That's what I'm thinking of. So, and, and, and lost is the follow-up half the time. The battle is because you didn't follow up. Because you, and so if you've got a checklist in place where you're like, my pre means I need to lean into my tech stack. I need to video text message my agents who are either coming to the event, telling them I'm looking forward to seeing them. Um, And then again, that's reaffirming the the meeting in and of itself. But again, you're staying top of mind. By the way, I'm huge into video. I think if you're not utilizing, it's so important right now. And in a room full of a ton of mortgage bankers and, and agents, if you ask them whether or not they've sent or received a video, you'd be shocked to see how many people do not raise their hand. Right. It's it's yeah. really sad. So you've got that pre-event strategy and then your during is like, okay, I know that at this coffee and or event, I'm going to take two boomerangs, Three pictures, one video, a selfie. And then I can throw that into a TikTok, a reel, a YouTube short, what have you. And then in the 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 latter part of it is that follow-up. And it's, you know, hey, agent, it was so great to meet with you today. I'm so excited. Let's let's chat again, you know, next week. I'll ping you in a video or whatever. And I'm gonna post this on social media. I can't wait. And then they're sharing it. It's just continuing to interweave yourself with the agent. But then the other side of it is being able to, um, wherever you have this event interweaving your community is so big so posting about them Wow, if you haven't this is what makes richmond richmond is coffee shops like this or wherever you are copy paste right so i think events wise CE courses are great. Make, get them to go live, have, have, go live with your agents, do Q and A's. So anyhow, I, I go off on a tangent about this. Yeah, no, I totally, I know. So I, totally,
1: I, no, I totally see that. I totally love it. I think that, you know, people don't utilize it a lot. And, um, you know, and I, again, I think most of the time what I'm hearing from my, uh, from my clients is, You know, I don't have content. I don't look pretty. And I mean, we're so sick of hearing this, right? This has been going on for what, four or five years? (laughs) And I tell them all the time, look, you look the way you look. All the time. So just get on video. Don't worry about it. Just get on video and and you'll be relatable when you can do that. And the second part of that is you have content all day long. People ask you questions all day. Every bit of that is content. We do something called a daily digital deep dive. So one question can turn into a full video, which turns into a reel, which turns into a YouTube short, which turns into a post, a Twitter, right? A Twitter post with a link to the video. So that you do do that digital deep dive in a variety of... um, mediums for one topic, one question that you got asked today, no matter who you got okay. the question asked from. So yeah, so I I love that. And you know, I think the uh you know the before, during and after <laughs> I we were talking again in the green room about my book launch. Um, You're going to find in the book it says before, during, and after. There's a whole section on (laughs) before, during, and after. We might
2: we might be on the same brainwave.
1: I know, I know, it's crazy. It'll there's a whole section on before, during, and after. Like what do you do before? What do you do while you're there? And what do you do afterwards? So that you know you maximize your time. You're maximizing every single opportunity that you have, you know, ahead of you. What are you seeing? Um, tell me a little bit, because now we're coming out of the pandemic as we're recording this. What are you seeing as a definitely it, it, events? Okay, events. Yes, seminars. People are hungry for a lot of information right now, particularly in what's happening in the market as far as inflation and understanding all of the pieces there. And I think that we need to be great stewards of that as loan officers. Um, and it definitely is real estate agents as well. And so the loan officers need to be educating real estate agents. But um, as we're coming out of this and people are starting to now have more conversations together, they're having a few more seminars, et cetera. What do you see in the next year, year and a half as, as everyone comes back out? And we're gonna have a filtering of loan officers, unfortunately, we'll have a filtering of real estate agents that leave the industry. But what are you seeing as maybe the top one or two things moving forward? If you could, If you could look into a crystal ball of what you're seeing moving forward. So
2: <clears throat> I think that, from an educational standpoint. And that's educating for the agents and the buyers right now. So in the height of COVID, we had all of these loan officers come about these agents and they're all really new, but they're all very uneducated on certain things. So if we're able to empower them And then in turn, say, look, here is a quick FAQ build out. Now's the time to build out your content library of FAQs that you can just quick send off to whoever you want. But as far as like a market update, so it's so important we're educating them so that they don't feel lost when they go to showings with their buyers and their buyers are like, gosh, these interest rates, this, that, the other. We'll shift the narrative and say, it's still home ownership. It's still the American dream and we can make it achievable. And at the end of the day, understand what a refi is. You'd be surprised to hear like, I don't know. This will always be the case. You might be able to refi, you know? So education is huge. Number one, two is financial literacy in and of itself for younger folks is a massive piece of this, but specifically on affordability. So I think right now, and that it all though, it falls under education. So if it's just showing up and making sure that you are the expert right now, because your agent, needs it. And whether or not you decide to disseminate that on video, um, which I think you should, I think you need to build up your, your social content on through these educational pieces so that you look like the industry expert is so, um, so important right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that I call that edu selling selling. I love that (laughs) because you're education, educating and selling yourself at the same time. Um, yeah. And it's not selling them stuff. It's selling yourself right right it's it, it's part of uh the principles that i use for cracking the code is is just you know the clarity and the credibility and i think creating that authority i think that's that's what i'm hearing from you is create the authority so that you're the person always be, it always say this be ready for when the when happens mm-hmm. you know be ready for that buying window we need to be there before during and after that buying window as well and i think that's super super key so I love it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, I think mortgage bankers and agents
2: right now need to get out of it just being transactional what white glove service are you providing to your borrowers so that they their aunts their hairdressers when it comes to buying only think of you what kind of everlasting you know uh, memory are you are you leaving for these people so video testimonials making sure that you, they're sharing it so you want your name out there and you said it selling yourself and so ex- do you know how to sell yourself do you know if someone says why should i use you have that script, know what that is.
1: That is so, so, so important. Yeah. I was, I was heading in that direction as you were saying that and going, yes, yes. And it needs to align with you. I think that's the most important thing is that, um, it's so much, so much robbing and stealing happens in our industry (laughs) in a good way though. Sometimes, you know, it's a good, because it's flattering in this set and the other, but, um, if it doesn't align with you, it won't work. And the problem with shiny object syndromes is that the acronym for it is SOS. Mm. It's HELP help me help me right it's an sos it's call for an sos so when you grab onto a shiny object that you see that someone else is doing that syndrome and you don't turn it into your own you're not going to be successful and survive and so it needs to align with you it needs to align with your disc profile it needs to align with something else i use in my coaching but it needs to align so that you can really have that authority and credibility naturally and authentically and not forced and fake because someone else did it. And you thought it was a really good idea.
2: You can spot imposter syndrome from a mile away. And I, I don't think, and so sometimes when I'm coaching mortgage bankers on video and they're like, well, I don't, I said, no one's coming on these reels and saying I'm really nervous to post this but just so you know here's what's happening with the interest rates no one's saying that we're all just kind of out there being like look this is what it is I'm uncomfortable on here it's fine but like just do it you know and once you do it over and over and over again you it becomes second nature to you so yeah I, I, sos I love that it is so true shiny object syndrome it's it is a cry for help but it's like how can you make it and make it your own mold it to something that is is important to you and so in all of that. Like if you're going to use it in a, in the manner that it's important to you, then you come off humble and relatable and it's, it's not, it's not just a
1: shiny object anymore. Yeah. 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 I think it's beautiful. Okay. Thank Well, thank you so much for being with us today, but in the last few minutes that we have here, what um, advice or quote would you like to share with someone um, who's listening or an action item you like to give them as they're listening to this and they're saying, wow, this is a lot of stuff. Okay. I need to do videos. I need to do this. I need to do that. You know, and they've heard this before on different podcasts, but, but capsulize this for us, bring it, bring it in, put a bow on it and tell us, What should they be doing right now? If they're listening to this and then what should they do? Let me lend forward. I have to
2: get that in there. Of course, a piece of something that I heard from Mel Robbins that I have been implementing (laughs) with everything that I'm doing. Love Mel Robbins, by the way. But she says the best way to start a habit is to stack a habit on a habit. Yeah. So if you already know you're going to get coffee, you already know you're going to prospect on a Monday from 10 to 12 and you're making those calls. Just stack the habit of leveraging it and telling the story through your social media, through branding and and saying, listen, I might not affect you, Jen, but you're someone else might see that and it might be the story that they needed to hear that day. So if you're able to just stack a new habit of video of maximizing your checklists of time blocking, whatever that looks like, you know, put it with something that you're already doing so that it feels like, okay, you just get into the rhythm of doing it over and over. And that's probably one of the best things that I've heard and started to implement.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that ledger leveraging, because if you're not leveraging, this is a phrase that I've coined, which is that your your activities are like eating soup with a fork. Oh, that's good, right? So think about that. If you're not leveraging, you're eating soup with a fork with your activities. Um, make sure that you are eating soup with a spoon and being full and fulfilled, and not just exhausted at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, you have achieved and moved the needle forward on your practice. So I love it. I I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love I love the habit stack. That's really yes. what you're talking about is that habit stack. Well, it's been a pleasure having a conversation with you, Taylor. Thank you so much for uh, giving us your wisdom today and your ideas. I know that people are going to be wanting to replay this and uh, listen to it again and take copious notes. If they're working out, they're going, oh my gosh, why did I listen to this one? I, now I need to replay <laughs> it again. And so you got to find your time block uh, right. to replay it so you can take some notes. And then most importantly, as we say all the time is stop talking, take action and get results right? Take that action. Don't just listen to this. So thank you so much for being with us today and best wishes for you on your new podcast lending forward.
2: Thank you so much. This is a great opportunity. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening again. And don't forget, just take a few seconds and scroll down on your phone and give us a great five-star rating and write something beautiful about Taylor and this episode or anything about any episode. We love hearing your feedback. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. We have the link down in the show notes as well so that you can watch us as well as listen to us. And we thank you again for watching. We'll catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery.
0: Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests,